Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, I want to talk to you a little bit today about frustration tolerance. Now this is something that comes up with a lot of my clients, and it's something that's pretty easy to identify when it's task related. Like, let's say your child is trying to do a Lego set that's a little advanced for them and they give up as soon as they hit that first confusing bit. Or maybe they want to draw a picture of a unicorn and it doesn't come out exactly the way they wanted it to, and so they crumple up the paper and throw it away and run off. And it may seem like they're just too much of a perfectionist, or they lack perseverance, but really they haven't built up the skill of tolerating and working through frustration. Frustration is uncomfortable, and they respond by giving up or getting angry instead of allowing themselves to feel and work through being frustrated. This is an important thing to recognize. However, since it can look so much like perfectionism or a lack of perseverance, many parents focus on how art doesn't have to be perfect or how they just need to keep trying and they'll get it. They focus on not being too perfectionistic or persevering and not giving up instead of focusing their efforts on helping their child through their frustration. If we're going to put it in other more blunt words, a lot of parents try to talk their kids out of their frustration. They give them pep talks, they try to be encouraging, but they don't encourage them to sit with the feeling that's making them uncomfortable. If this is you, nothing has gone wrong. We live in a culture that's mired in toxic positivity. Messages like hang in there and don't give up are everywhere. You've been conditioned to think that this is what your child needs, but really they need your help with feeling frustrated, with normalizing frustration with doing hard things and not giving up. It's not the giving up that's the problem. It's the frustration that comes before that causes them to give up. So the next time this happens, you can just tell them, you seem really frustrated. You really wanted to build this Lego set and it was trickier than your last one. That makes sense. I would feel frustrated too. Did you hear that last part? You've got to let them know that they're not alone, that frustration is normal, that other people experience it, even you. From there, you might suggest that they take a break and let them know that you'd be happy to help them make a plan for tackling the Legos when they feel up for talking about it. A plan can include working with a grown-up nearby and asking for help if something gets confusing or straight up working on it together The plan might include having a snack first so they're running on full power, or having a breathing plan in mind for when things start to feel frustrating. 
It might even include a phrase that they can say to themselves, like, I'm starting to feel frustrated, so I'm going to take a deep breath and ask for help. So that's the most typical way of thinking about frustration tolerance, right? Is that task-oriented frustration that comes up that prevents our kids from completing tasks that they start, but that feel hard. Another way that low frustration tolerance can show up is in your child's ability to wait. In this context, they may not be feeling full strength frustration. It may be more accurately described as a resistance to feeling frustration. If your child is constantly interrupting or if they ask you the same question over and over again, for example, they may feel that waiting is frustrating and they don't want to be frustrated. Or they may be frustrated by your answer and hopeful that you'll give them a different answer if they're persistent enough. If you can help them build their toleration for frustration in this context, it's going to help them in those other contexts as well. So how do you do that? I'm going to give you a few little rules or steps that you can follow. I think we think of them as rules though. So rule number one, give them an answer. In other words, don't ignore them. If they're interrupting you in the middle of a conversation, pause and tell them, I can tell you really want to tell me something and I really want to hear it. Uncle Joe was in the middle of telling me something, so I want to give him a chance to finish and then I'd love to hear what you have to say. If they're asking you if they can play tablet, give them an answer. And it's worth noting here that later isn't a good enough answer for most kids. It needs to be a specific answer. Give them a reference point, such as once you're all dressed and your teeth are brushed, or you can play tablet after lunch, or after you finish your homework, something very specific that they can wrap their mind around so they know when it is okay for them to play tablet, when when that door is open for them, okay? So you've done that, and maybe it worked. But they might still be asking you or interrupting you even though you've given them an answer. So that brings us to rule number two. Meet them where they are. If you've asked them to wait for you to finish talking and they continue to interrupt, they are not at a place where they can stop themselves from interrupting. So you've got to meet them where they are. Ask the person you're talking to to please hold that thought and then you help your child. This is not a sign of failure. It is a sign that you're able to recognize that your child isn't able to wait their turn in this particular moment. They aren't going to learn to do that by you forcing them to wait. It's just going to make everything more uncomfortable for everyone. It's just going to escalate the situation. So if you tried rule number one and it feels like it didn't work, turn your whole focus to your child. Help them. If they are asking you to play tablet but it's not time yet, help them find something else to do. They aren't just going to go do it on their own. But with ongoing support, with your help, 
finding alternatives to the tablet, eventually they will. Which brings me to rule number three, help them make a plan for next time. Outside of the moment, when they're feeling regulated, help them figure out how they can get your attention without talking over other people. Help them figure out what they can do independently without resorting to the tablet. Make a list of ideas together. These are just examples, of course. There are all sorts of other contexts that your child's ability to wait may come into play, and these rules translate there as well, right? That brings me to the final rule, rule number four, be willing to revisit and revise. The plan you make with them for next time may sound good, but it may not be at like it may not be easy for them to access it in real time. If that's the case, it doesn't mean it isn't working. It just means you need to come back together and figure out what was hard and what might work better next time. You need to revisit your plan or their plan and help them revise it so that next time it works even better. Okay, that's my quick rundown on what frustration tolerance is, a couple of different ways that it can show up in your child's life, and then what you can do to help them right off the bat. If you are working on this and you've been working on it for a while and it still feels really frustrating to you, then let's talk. Like I said, I help my clients with this sort of thing all the time. I can help you too. I hope you have a great week and I'll catch you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.